This is exactly right. Welcome to all our Bananimals. This is another just world-famous Bananas mini-sode. I'm Scotty Landis. I'm Kurt Brownoller. How you doing, Scotty? I'm so good. I made a list of uh, potential um, future sponsors. I wanted to run them by you really quick. Please do. Alpo Dog Food. Mm-hmm. R- remember Alpo? The can. It just looked horrible. Yep. Came out yep. the shape. I would love to Does advertise it, uh, for them. I, I would advertise them even if they don't exist anymore they might not uh tiger bomb hell yeah it's like you know like ben gay but but yeah. scarier yeah. uh scott's turf builder <laughs> get bronger in there get, yeah oh yeah that's right matt bronger we got yeah we'll get bronger on the pod he'll be our first male guest on the pod only to talk about grass um bugles Oh, my God. Bugles were my favorite snack treat as a kid. I had to Google it because I wasn't sure. Yeah, you'd put them on your fingers. Yeah, put them on all your fingers. Make little witch or ghoul fingers. And then this one, you know, um, I'm staying in a house. I rented an Airbnb in Palm Springs for the week because I had a ton of deadlines. I just wanted to get away from it all. And I've been watching real television. And I've been watching Forensic Files. I've been watching Wheel of Fortune. Oh, wow. That sounds so fucking great. Dude. It's you forget commercials do get annoying, but man, they're fun when you haven't seen them in five years. So yeah. I'm thinking polydent denture cream. Mm-hmm. Remember that, that is our audience. That's what I'm saying. Our median <laughs> audience are probably women 27 years old, female 27 years old. Let's let's get the brand in there. Polydent denture cream. We would love to have you be a sponsor on Bananas Podcast. Please. Please, please, please. How you doing? You good? I'm good, Scotty. Give, give me a story, pal. We're diving in. This is a new listener, Kurt. Our favorite are the oh. new Bananimals. Thank you for everybody who joins us late. We have OGs from episode one. We have a lot of people that are 2021 Bananimals. Texted to the banana phone. Mm-hmm. Boy, do I have a story for you. All right. I like it. It's bold. It grabs our attention. Yeah, you got to back it up. You got to back it up when you start. And this gentle person does. Picture this. 7.30 a.m. You are a gas station employee in a small but not rural town situated along a highway. Not many customers come in on Sunday mornings. So you basically get to um, sit on your butt, relax, and play on your phone. This is my life, and it absolutely sucks ass. <laughs> this person's a very good writer. So I'm just relaxing, as I said, and a customer pulls up. She seems like a regular old lady, probably stopping by for chips before church. I love that detail. Mm-hmm. It's a good, sh- it's a good writer. I haven't been to church in a long time, but uh, if I ever have to go again, I'm going to buy a nice bag of chips before I go. I know. It's your treat to have to then sit through church. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It'll, it'll make that the blood of Christ go down a little smoother. I remember going to church where, like, at the point of... Yeah, and this was when I even liked being Catholic. I, I disliked <laughs> church so much that I would, like... I, I knew all of the feelings 
of of each piece of the mass and how I would feel about how close they were to the end. Yes. Like that moment when those fucking bells were ringing, the consecration is happening. Yep. You're just like, all right, we just got to get through the homily, then we're done, then we're done, then we're done. And then it's like when that homily is finished and they say like, whatever, praise be to blah, blah, blah. And you're just like, oh, yeah, we got five more minutes. Yeah. And then when I know. it was done, you were just like, oh, that feels so good. That was like the best part. Um, yeah, after everybody goes and gets the Eucharist and then you, you go and you kneel and you kind of fake pray it out for five minutes or less. Exactly. The peace be with you is the best part. Shaking yeah. hands and just saying That's peace nice. be with you. It's so nice. I wish we did that at bars before we started drinking. Agreed. Peace be with you. No matter what happens after these three drinks, <laughs> peace be with you. We're peace starting on a high note. So. I thought she, this nice old lady was just stopping by for chips before church, but no. She steps out of the car, slams the door, and bolts directly into the store. I'm here thinking this is a bathroom emergency. Oh, yeah. Sounds I bet like- a lot of bananas were. I bet Kurt was. Here we go. Mm-hmm. But instead, she walks directly up to my till, says, no hellos, no how are you's at all. She just gets straight to the point. She says, quote, listen, I have a pet pig in the back seat, and I need you to let me bring her into the store. <laughs> You didn't see that coming, did you? <laughs> no, I did not. Oh, I love it. I know. Neither did I. Uh, I. I need you to let me bring her into the store. I, of course, say no because I know damn well that thing's going to shit all over my floor. This old woman absolutely loses her mind at me and starts screaming, quote, Dear God, please, please, she's going to jump out the back seat. She's going to get through that window and run away. Please, 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 please let me bring her in here. I look out at her gray Toyota Camry, uh, excuse me, Corolla, the smaller car, and see uh, that in the back seat is an at least 250-pound black pig (laughs) wearing a pink bow tie. (laughs) (laughs) just straight chilling there looking at me oh there's absolutely no way that pig is gonna (laughs) get fit through the window (laughs) i'm impressed at how she even fit it into the car i stand my ground because i don't want to have to clean up pig shit at 7 a.m on a sunday morning so she gets so pissed off she leaves I, of course, watch this lady drive away and get the glorious sight of her bumper dragging along the pavement. I mean, this pig must have been monster. I have no idea what she wanted from me or why she was so desperate to let me let her pig into the store or why it was so upsetting. Me neither. Um... My, uh, but what I was more concerned about is what in God's name was the situation beforehand where she has this big-ass pig wearing a pink bow tie in the backseat of a Corolla. My best guess, she stole it. Moral of the story is never, ever take the Sunday morning shift at a gas uh, station. I love that story. I love that so much. And that was sent in by ray and the ig is rm underscore naden so maybe ray naden you are a great writer Uh, wow that that story teased me up so perfectly good buddy for a story that i don't i haven't thought of in years i love those this was 1999 maybe 2000 williamsburg yeah buddy when williamsburg was 
Like in '98, I think Williamsburg was like voted coolest place to live by like yeah, Rolling like Stone the or something. And then after that, it just world, started yeah. to like go. Right. But there was still a time in Williamsburg where it was like, like there was a really cool underground shit happening, like Absolutely. just off Bedford. You yep. know, it was like just it wasn't just like what it is now. And there was this ha- this party we went to, warehouse party, where okay. so fun. I don't know why. And uh-huh. I think maybe it was a dance studio. <laughs> okay. But they had installed a secondary floor to the place. Okay. Which was, so it was maybe just like you came and you like went up maybe like three inches. Oh, okay. And then it was bouncy. Yeah. So the whole floor was bouncy. Right. And it was like, you know, techno music and mm-hmm. everyone's dancing. There's <laughs> naked people. There's fire twirling. Uh, there's that kind those. of thing. Yeah, I miss those. Those are fun. And we take ecstasy because it wasn't called Molly back then. It no. was ecstasy and it was yeah. very speedy. Yes. And we have this amazing time dancing on this <laughs> bouncy floor in Williamsburg. I am envious. 5 a.m. comes around. We all pile out. We're coming down off of ecstasy, still grinding (laughs) our teeth, smoking cigarettes. And we call Eastern. Eastern, legendary car service in Brooklyn. Yes. Eastern, you would call Eastern. I just remember. So it would always be at 4 in the morning. You call Eastern, and they would have this hold music that was like, it was a violin of like some Middle Eastern kind of piece, but it was so, the recording had been played like one million times that it had distorted in a way that it was just like, (laughs) and it was always like, you would just call, you'd be like fucking wasted. It's four in the morning and then click. Absolutely. So we order a car and then we wait. Ten minutes later, what pulls up? But so we're already at, like on drugs. Things are already a little special. Yeah, of course. What pulls up is a stretch Toyota Camry. Amazing. I have never seen it in my entire uh, life. Uh, I've never seen it again. No, it's a stretch Toyota Camry. Yes. We open the back door. <laughs> we get inside, and the whole ceiling is made is has lights in it. And they're just like twinkling lights. And then we all seven of us pile into this stretch Toyota Camry and are driven home in the most perfect ending to the night ever. Those are so fun. Those are so fun. Yeah. And that's you and I had that once at Chris's. Chris's birthday is your birthday at Hi-Fi in East Village. And we were we all left or we I mean, we probably closed it. And we walked outside, and there was a limousine driver standing there. And we were like, how much to take us all to Brooklyn? And the guy's like, nah, I'm not going to Brooklyn. I'm going to Queens. And we were like, 60 bucks? He's like, nah. We were like, 80 bucks? He's like, no. And we were like, $100 to just take us, and you can just drop us off at one place in Brooklyn? And he goes, okay. And I think we all pooled our money. There were about 10 yep. of us, and we got a limousine ride. It was a stretch that, limo. Huge it was a stretch, stretch limo. limo. And they yeah. dropped us probably near us, probably in Park Slope yeah. or Windsor Terrace. But that... That kind of New York street negotiation at 4 a.m. is so fun because we I knew he would say yes. And also we were <laughs> broke. You were still doing yeah. I.T. I was definitely still working for Red Bull or waiting tables. And yeah. A hundred dollars between 10 people on a friend's birthday to ride in a white stretch limo. It was, was so awesome. Special night. You got one for us, Curdy B? Yeah, I do. Here you go. Let's do it up. That was a fun night. That was, I, I hope Hi-Fi is still there. I would like to go back there and see... Uh, <sighs> I don't know. We, you and I got to go back to New York together and visit Damien and our buds and just do try to try to live up to the old days and fade very very early. 
Uh, this is from, she would like us to use her Instagram handle. We will. Engelbert Mantooth. Okay. What's this? Funny. Uh, hey, Scott and Kurt, <laughs> you guys are truly two of the best in the biz. Oh, most hell recent yeah. Minnesota, when you talked about the dude giving himself a vacuum-assisted Hummer at work, made me think you might want to hear about my most eccentric former coworker, a man I'll call Daryl. Love a Daryl. Daryl and I work for a vegan meat company located somewhere in the Pacific Northwest. On okay. the day I arrived for my interview, I saw that there was an ambulance parked in front of the building, and my first thought was, oh, God, I hope nobody's hurt. Then I realized that the ambulance was an older model and from Austin, Texas. Next, I noticed an extension cord sticking out the back and running Great. into the fake meat factory. Being a murderino, my first thought was, is there a freezer with a dead body in the back of that ambulance? <laughs> there wasn't. More on the contents later. Okay. But I did learn during my first week that the ambulance was in fact Daryl's ride and that Daryl was the company's quote refrigeration specialist. Oh my god. He would gosh. just drive around in an ambulance. I All love right. that. Now I will hit you with a barrage of Daryl facts. Daryl yes. always wore an eye patch over his left eye but under his glasses that he would sometimes lift up to look at things. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> He often carried around a small bucket full of bleach water that he would use to wipe down the handles of all the doors before he would touch them ahead of his time. Don't hate that. He slept on a pallet covered in plastic bags above the boiler room. The room uh-huh. was mostly bare except for one piece of string stretched from one wall to the other where he hung seven identical navy and white striped polo shirts. He collected jet skis and would oh. often get in trouble with the owner for leaving them parked in the company warehouse. Okay. He would use our computers at night for God knows what until we all started password protecting them. Oh, And my then gosh. he started using the owner's computer. Uh, neighboring businesses would complain that he would piss in jars and then dump them into the bushes in front yeah. of our building. Fair enough. An accusation that Daryl vehemently denied. Yeah, they so, always do. That should be enough background for you to understand the brand of weirdo Daryl is. I was fascinated by him, but my coworker, we will call her Stephanie, hated him. Stephanie told me that Daryl once snapped at her, and he was verbally abusive to her, so she thought he might get violent. I never saw that side of him, but I fully right. believed her. So, one he's capable Stephanie of anything. That's what we're learning about Daryl. capable of anything. And you don't have to feel bad for him. Uh, so one day, Stephanie and I are working on packing up a bunch of stuff for a trade show when of course. who should appear but our buddy Daryl. There's Daryl. He's dressed up in a ratty old stained up Easter bunny suit and carrying a pink basket with assorted oh. Easter candies in it. Oh this my. is at work. This is just oh a thing my. that's happening at work. Oh, right. my. Stephanie tensed up and put on her leave me the fuck alone face. Daryl did not catch her vibe. He hopped over and said... Who's going to hop for the Easter bunny? I immediately stood up and obeyed the request, hopping around in a circle like a bunny, which made Daryl chuckle. He handed me a piece of candy, and then he turned to Stephanie, who, without missing a beat, said, I'm not hopping for any fucking candy. At which point, Daryl leaned over until his bunny ear was touching the top of Stephanie's head and sort of gently tapped her a few times with it while saying, oh, Stephanie. Yes. I realized immediately that this... When this happened, I needed to document the moment so my friends would believe me when I told them I've attached a photo that was taken by Stephanie mere minutes after the above interaction. Oh, God. I always thought that Daryl looks a little like Rick Steves, the jovial dope smoking <laughs> travel guru from PBS. Right. Please let me know what you think. P.S. His ambulance... His... <laughs> oh, got him. It tickled him. It got, got me. Tickled. Got me. We got a tickle. P.S. 
His ambulance was full of stuff in plastic grocery bags that went almost to the ceiling. I once saw him dive in to retrieve something the way Scrooge McDuck dives into his <laughs> muddy pool, head first, feet sticking out. Oh, my gosh. Oh, uh, <laughs> we we could do we could do a full bananas episode about strange coworkers. I love a strange yes. coworker as long as they don't turn the corner and get violent or or yep. you know dangerous. But yeah. it is weird that in life, like the office has you know there used to be social clubs, uh, bars are still yeah. social clubs, but people used to have bridge clubs and elk lodges and all that stuff. Knights of Columbus. Now it's like you pretty much just the people you work with are your friends, especially when you move to a new place, and you don't get to choose them. You yeah, know, we, exactly. You and I worked on Money from Strangers, which was a game show on MTV. And um, there was a guy, I won't name his name, and you might not even remember him because he actually got fired the second season of that show. But the first day of work, it was my first writing job on Mega Drive. He worked on that. And um, he, uh, you know, I'm just, it's my first writing job. So I'm just being nice to everybody. I also don't know what every, I don't know what an associate producer is. I don't know yeah. what a production supervisor is. Like you just kind of assume that you're the low man on the totem pole if you're right. a normal human being. So I did. So I was reading Blood Meridian at the time by Cormac mm -hmm. McCarthy. And so we had a half day and I get on the subway and this dude gets on and we had no conversation. My earbuds are in. I'm reading this book. And he kind of like taps me on the shoulder and I see him and I'm like, Hey man. And I like take my earbuds out and he's like blood meridian. Great book. Great, great book. And I go, yeah, yeah. He's like, do you like it? I go, yeah, I do. And meanwhile, I should say that the context of this is I was excited to make a new friend. I was on the yeah. F train heading back or the A train going back to Brooklyn and going, okay, maybe this guy's cool. Then the next thing he said to me, let me know that I would never be friends with this person again. <laughs> You like it? Yeah, it's really good. Oh, man, Blood Meridian. When I was in college, me and two of my best friends used to sit on the roof in the middle of the night and read it till our lungs gave out. That's what he said to me. And I went, what? He goes, oh, we would read it, and then when our throats would start to hurt, we'd pass it to the next guy, and he'd pick up where we left off. So for that doesn't seem that insane, um, but... It is the most insane thing you can say to somebody you're just meeting for the first time. <laughs> Ultimately, one of the reasons this guy got fired. Also, Blood Meridian for those it's who are like... such a disturbing book. It's a Western uh, written by Cormac. It's so dark. It's really drags. It's slow. It is not a page turner. You got to commit. It's got amazing scenes. But um, the fact that three young men would take turns reading, which is also a lie. It's also just the craziest <laughs> lie to your lungs gave out. Um, so <laughs> what made me think of this is, um, all money from strangers when he got fired, one of the reasons he got fired is one day he was normally really sweet and weird. He comes in, he slams down his bag and I go, what's up, man? Are you okay? Um, oh my gosh, we're getting a bananas call from Sweden. Should I answer this? Yep. Oh yeah. Banana phone. This is Scotty. Again. Jonas from Sweden, how are you? I'm doing quite well. It's uh, just past midnight, which is the best time to call bananas, I hear. Yeah, thank you. That's so wonderful. Uh, so here's the thing. I just listened to your last episode, uh, and a thought struck me. You mentioned you're one of those persons who still sent a bunch of postcards, which I really respect. Thank you. I also belong to that group, uh, so I have to ask, is there an address I could send a bananas postcard to? I will put ceiling 
Yes, there is. And Jonas, we are currently recording a mini-sode of bananas. And if you don't mind, really? I will give the address to you and the Bananimals at the same exact time. Look, man, that's perfect. You, you. I will send you a postcard all the way, all the way from Sweden. Oh, I love yeah. it. If you, that's so cool. Uh, okay, so you can just write it to Bananas Podcast. And our P.O. Box yep. for everyone is uh, P.O. Box 39348. 39348. Yes, sir. Los Angeles, California. And here's the zip code. Yep. 90039-9998. Now we'll have a zip code. Cheers. <laughs> 90039-9998. Yep, got that. You're the man. Thanks, Jonas. I really look forward to it. I'll send one back to you. Oh, I appreciate that. I'll leave my return on this one. Take care. Thanks for calling. Same to you. Take good care, man. Bye. Look at that. That was See? cool. It works. Banana, uh, the phone, banana works, phone works, folks. So I'll wrap it up tight. Don't worry. Um... So this guy comes in, slams down his bag, normally jovial guy, and I go, hey, what's wrong? He goes, well, for one thing, the coffee shop I get my muffin from every day didn't have any muffins. <laughs> <laughs> I believe I was there for this. You were. And I know exactly who you're talking about. Yes, you about. do. And I remember I was just like, this guy's got a fucking thing up his ass about this muffin. <laughs> if a grown man is upset that they don't have a muffin, run and call the FBI. <laughs> he is a murderer. Oh, anyways. Yeah, but animals, that was our P.O. box, by the way. And feel free to mail us anything that is not illegal or not pornographic. Uh, we will appreciate it. Um, Kurt, I think yeah. we had another mini-sode. I think this was think it. we did it. We did it, guys. Thank you so much for sending everything in. Continue to send your stories in. We need them. Yep. We do lots of mini-sodes. So yep. send them to our Instagram. DM us. The Bananas Podcast, or email us, thebananaspodcast at gmail.com. Please go rate and review us on Apple Podcasts, and uh, we'll see you soon, guys. Bananas. Bananas. This has been an Exactly Right production. Produced and engineered by Katie Levine. Theme music by Kahan. And all of our artwork is done by Travis Millard. You can follow us on Instagram at The Bananas Podcast, where we post stories every day and things that we don't cover on the podcast. Listen, subscribe, and please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcast. And if you're interested in advertising on Bananas, please email us at thebananaspodcast at gmail.com. That's thebananaspodcast at gmail.com. 